Okay, so last week we, uh, we started Torah Gimel. So like I said, uh, I mentioned this last week, that this Torah basically has one, it's one, uh, one you say that he's, uh, that he's building uh, around, which is what we, uh, what we mentioned last week again. Just the words of Rabbi Nachman in this Torah is the following idea. The idea is that hearing, that, that when a person hears a niggin from, the language was an, uh, a person that's a kosher v'hagan, a from a yid, a yarish then theoretically hearing such a niggin can be good for your avodah Hashem. And hearing a niggin from someone who's not a yarish not hagan, not kosher v'hagan, is detrimental for one's avodah Hashem. And so then he explained why is a niggin from another kosher theoretically uh, a beneficial for your avodah Hashem. So he explained, because all nigunim are shayech, are connected to the Indian of birds. And we find that the, uh, specifically in Torah, where everything is, everything has to be rooted in Torah mitzvahs. So the Indian of birds being, being shayech to song and to speak, and so and to speech and so on, that's connected to what it says in Torah about the two tziparim uh, tahiris, two uh, kosher birds that are brought for the, in the process of tahiris ha-metzairah. Metzairah is someone that spoke ugly words, so his tahar process is to be mistaken that by connecting himself to two kosher birds, the shtei tziparim ha-tahiris. And the Zara says that these two tziparim ha-tahiris are somehow connected to the source of nevuah. And so by the by, by connecting to these two birds that themselves draw from the place of nevuah, a person is bringing sort of the kaych of nevuah into oneself. And we find as well that the word, the word for a navi, a chayza, someone that has vision, to chazayin, to see, is the same letter, is the same word as a chazan, someone's able to sing. So tying that all together, says Rabbi Nachman, by listening to to a nigan by an ish kosher v'hagan by from a yid, you're connecting yourself to these shteitzi parm which draw from the vua. Basically, by hearing a good nigan from a, a nigan from an ish kosher v'hagan, you're drawing into your life the kaycha nevua, chazoin chazin, and so on. And that is that's theoretically beneficial for your avodas Hashem. And lehepach is lehepach. Okay, that's what we saw. Rabbi Nachman said, just to chazer over the basic idea. What we saw yesterday to try to explain this and expand this, we saw Torah from the Ariyah Kaddish and Shah Kaddish. And we also saw from Nishbitzer in, um, in Parashat Kiseitse, Ki Kari Kansi Berlofenecha, that, uh, oh, yeah, one, oh yeah, one last Nikud that that's contained in this Torah is that this Indian of, of the, the, the song being being beneficial for one's word Hashem, in particular, it's Shaykh to what, what what aspect of your avodas Hashem? So Rabbi Nachman identified, and he's going to we're going to see it soon, is that it's specifically beneficial for one's avodas Hashem in the context of developing your malchus. There's an Indian in avodas Hashem called your malchus, and these uh, listening to a, to a nigan from Minish Kashav Agon is theoretically beneficial to develop to, to for the Indian of avodas Hashem that's called your malchus. So this is what we what we what we tried to explain last time that. Uh, that there are that that although we all have to keep all of Tarig mitzvahs, all of Shulchan Arachis for all of us, but there is such an Indian that's called your particular Sharish Hanasham and your particular Indian in Avadis Hashem. That's true on many levels. It's true, first of all, within Tariq Mitzvahs, every single one, Darizal writes this in a number of places, that every single Neshama has a particular mitzvah that that's that's its Indian. 
That's its Indian. And we saw this from the Ishbitzer, right? That if a person is able to identify what your Indian is, what your mitzvah is, then I'll be din. The Ishbitzer said, I'll be din. That mitzvah for you has the halach of your heart Because that's the sherish of your neshama. That's, you know, there's the, clo- there's the clolliest picture of Tyra when sort of uh, the default setting of Tyra. And then, okay, Gilraiyas of Adizar Shrikhas that's the, those are the Yahar Vayavras. But if you have the Proteus, you know what your Indian is. So then that's, uh, that mitzvah is your, is your that's your Sharish uh, Hashama, that's your Harvel Yavar. But, but broader than that, and I guess even more Pratiest than that, you know, that's sort of a certain level of Prat. And as there's the general, general picture of Tyra, which we're all the same in. We all, you know, a kosher peratulim for one is a kosher peratulim for the other, you know. Kalalya stick a picture. The, the Gilmo Veres Chadmur is a Yavar. Then it's more, then we already move into this Musig of Tyra being. Um, the Torah of Nishamas, you know, as opposed to just Torah on the shelf that we're all just sort of like machni ourselves to, then there's Torah as it's sort of being packaged and augmented per each Nishama. And then each Nishama has its particular mitzvah that it's shaykh to. But then even the prati pratis, the prati pratis, to know exactly what the Rabbanu what wants of you in any particular moment that's maybe not... Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it's my mitzvah now, the Sharsh and Hashem, but like, what does Rabbanu want of me right now? What's my avayda at any particular moment? Again, general avayda is Shulchan Aruch, but within that context, Shulchan Aruch isn't going to tell you exactly how, how to react to particular situations, you know, in life that are not, uh, the, the, the pratim of life is not like that. So you have to know, you have to have the sort of intuition and to know what the, what the, what's the Rosh Hashem in a particular moment. What's, and that's, that, that, that's rooted in your malchus. There's, the, there's, the, there's your malchus in terms of, of, of the nature of your neshama and how Taira is, is um, reflected through the lens of your neshama. And then there's even more repratius to that. What does the Rabbanu want of me on a Tuesday afternoon, 3.45, when I'm uh, sitting uh, at a business meeting with someone or I'm on my way to it? Like, what should I be thinking? What, what is there, what's the message of the Rabbanu at this moment? It's not a Shulchan Arctic question. And that's not even uh, what mitzvah is my mitzvah, the good question. That, that's, you know, maybe my mitzvah is, uh, is tzitzis. Right now I'm not Isaac and tzitzis. But uh, you have to know about Pratis. What's the Rabbanu Shalom? What does he want of me in this particular moment right now? And these are all part of developing one's malchus. <clears throat> so this Indian, um, and, and we explained that this Indian is connected to, to the Indian of Nevuah. Because primarily, what's the Navi? What's the Navi about? Moshe Rabbeinu, he, he gives us Torah mitzvahs. What's the role of the Nevi'im after Moshe Rabbeinu? So on a very simple level, the role of the Nevi'im after Moshe Rabbeinu was to give Adrach and Nisinian. What's your Indian? What's your mitzvah? What's your avayda? What does the Rabbanu want of you? What's this generation's chisreinus? What do they have to be working on? That's what the Nevi'im were. The Nevi'im were about establishing and building the particular malchius of the people they were speaking to of that generation, Bechalal, Bafrat, and so on and so forth. That's what it is. And now, and we explained a little bit deeper than that, is that this Indian that Rabbi Nachman hints to in developing one's malchus of connecting, of song being connected to, um, to Nevuah, specifically with the word Chazoin and Chazin. So we saw also last time that this hints to a yicha, to a combination of seeing and hearing, seeing and hearing. Because again, chazan means a nigan that you hear, but it's connected to nevuah, but specifically the word chazoin, which is to see. And so we explained that that yichud of seeing and hearing is the side of this Indian of building one's malchus, because hearing means pratim, right? Like I said last time, you only hear 
syllable by syllable. You can't hear a whole sentence at one shot. It doesn't work like that. So the nature of hearing is, is hearing in very specific details and very, very small little pieces. Uh, whereas seeing is more, is more the big picture. And, 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 and uh, connected to that as well is that seeing is, is, seeing is uh, always represents an absolute clarity and a just obvious without any chashbainas. Hearing, when I hear something, so, you know, you have to convince me of it. And that's what you're trying to do, to convince me of it by, he- by telling me something, so I'm here. Connecting hearing to seeing means to be able to have absolute clarity, absolute clarity in the pratim. Usually the nature of clarity is only in the klalim. Like, I know with absolute clarity that the gilmah verse chamur sayhar gulayav. I know with absolute clarity that during the zman of, that I have a chiv to say kriyishma, during the zman of kriyishma. That's called seeing. But that's but 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 I only have clarity in those things because they're cholistic. I don't necessarily have clarity in the knowledge of what my particular mitzvah is and what's my avoda Tuesday afternoon three forty five. That's called pratim. That's called hearing. The secret of building one's malchus is what is hearing what you is seeing what you hear. You understand connecting riya and shmiya to be able to to see with absolute clarity the pratim that are maybe not so obvious just in the cholistic setting. That's what we spoke about last time. Now, by the way, after this year, Ephraim pointed out to me, uh, I think it's a good horror, Maishu Rabbeinu, last week's parsha. Maishu Rabbeinu, last week already, when, when, right after uh, the first year was said. So Maishu Rabbeinu comes from, you know, uh, Yisrael brings uh, Maishu Rabbeinu's wife and children, you know, to, uh, to Maishu Rabbeinu the Midbar and so on, by, by in Parsha Yisrael. What's Maishu's wife's name? Tzipayra. Tzipayra. So that's a perfect, that's a perfect shidduch. The Zacher and Akeva, Zacher is always the Klal, and Akeva is always the Prat. So Moshe Rabbeinu brings the Klalim of Torah, but that Klalim of Torah have to then be filtered into the Pratim, right? And that's Tzipayra, Eishas Moshe, that's the Tzipayra, that's the Nino Venigin of Navu and so on. So that's the, uh, that's the Yisai. Okay, so now let's, let's move on a little bit. So again, this was, that was what we saw, that's what we saw last time. Now, Rabbi Nachman now goes on to say is that that, he, that, that all of this to be able to develop and to sort of bring vision into one's malchus by hearing a nigan from an ishkash or v'hagan, that's, that's, uh, there's an avayda that's required to allow that to happen. In other words, by hearing a nigan from an ishkash or v'hagan, it's potentially good for your avayda Hashem. But it's only potentially. You have to, you have to build kalim for this. Is that this is this is going to be the basic basic uh, idea for the next paragraph, which is that all of this drawing down into your malchus, that idea of being able to see the sounds, right? Roimasakoilas, like our Sinai, to be able to have absolute clarity and vision in in the pratim of Torah, in the nature of your neshama, vis-a-vis which mitzvah is your inyan, and even more pratiest than that, what does the Rabbanu want of you on a Tuesday, three forty-five? To have that absolute clarity, you have to have kalim within your life for such a thing. Everything is always built with iris and kalim. So when you, and, and, and just the nature of iris and kalim is that kalim is always something that, you, that, you're, that our responsibility is to build. And once the kalim are there, iris then are sort of offered to us. So in this construct, when we're trying to develop our malchus, so like anything else, malchus, any, any, any Indian of Adis Hashem, like this example of, of a person's malchus, there's, a kalim, there's the kalim for that, and then there's the R for that. 
what we described until what Nachman described until now in terms of like having someone sing a nigan for you and that bring a clarity of vision into your life, that's the R of your malchus. But that's very, very nice, but you have to have Kalim for it. And Kalim always is your responsibility to build on your own. So that's what Rabbi Nachman is about to tell us, is that the, what's the avoid of building the Kalim for this inning of your malchus? And then when your Kalim are built, you'll be able to then hear a nigan from Mishkash of Algon, and it'll bring the R into, into the Kalim. You have to have the Kalim. And, that's, and again, what's the fundamental difference between Iris and Kalim is that Kalim is your responsibility to build. You can't rely on anyone else. And Iris said you have to just wait to, be, you know, so you, know, you have to hear a nigan from Mishkash of Algon. You, you have to find the Mishkash of Algon. He has to sing to you, you know. That's, that's an art dika hamshacha. Kalim is your, is your Indian to build. So what's the Kalim for this, for this Avoida? So Rabbi Nachman says, well, let's read the paragraph together, just uh, straight, and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to explain. The Avoida that a person has to do in order to hear a Negin from an Ishkash Obviously, you could hear physically, but that it should be, it should be mamshich in your life, the light of your Malchus. The R of your Malchus, so what's the Avayda to do to, uh, to give you the ability to do this? It's by learning Torah Peh at night. That's the Avayda. That's the Kalim to allow the light of your Malchus to be drawn into your life, to hear a Nikon from Inishkash of Ogun, to learn Torah Peh at night. Now he explains. What do I mean Torah Peh? That means Gemara. Now Gemara, it's not just a coincidence that it's learning Torah Gemara at night, Tarish again, Gemara, is bound to nighttime. How do I know? The Medrash says, When Moshe was in our Sinai, again, this past parasha, when Moshe was in our Sinai, 40 days and 40 nights, he didn't know when day and when night was. He's in Shemaim. So this is how he knew. When the Rabbanu Shalom learned with him Tarish Bechsav, he knew that it was day. He knew it was night. So automatically from the Medrash you see this association that Tarash Peh is associated with nighttime. Nimsa, Laila. So fine, that's already just a, a connection between Tarash Peh and nighttime. Now, and when we say Tarash Peh, says Rabbi Nachman, I mean in particular a Tarash Peh that's very shaykh tonight, which is specifically. Gemara, Talmud Bavli. He says in Echa, Hashem, you've placed me in darkness. So you see clearly that within that all of Tarsh is connected tonight, and specifically the the most nighttime chelik of Tarsh is uh, is Talmud Bavli. Uksiv Talmud Bavli is connected to darkness. Karlaila. No, so that's the idea that Tarsh is connected to tonight, and specifically Talmud Bavli. So putting all that together, I know. So through a person learning Shas, Talmud Bavli, Yisakin Hashis Ozkin Shabakana. Shas, we know what Shas is an acronym for Shishi Sidra, Shisha Star, right? So Shas is based on, is built on Shishi Sidra Mishnah, right? The sixth uh, storm of Mishnahis. So it says Rabbi like this. Why, what is, what is learning Tarash Balpeh? What is learning Shas? At, and, and Shas is always associated with nighttime. What does learning Shas at night have to do with allowing oneself to hear a nigan? So he says, because the learning of the six dharam is masake in the six parts of the air of the uh, the windpipe. This is a reference Shmeham Yaisakal from their voice and sound comes. This is a, the Zara Kaddish writes this in a few places. Again, it doesn't matter what uh, X rays will tell you. The, the Zara Kaddish says there's an Indian of, of six elements and six components to the windpipe. 
going down to the lungs. And so learning shisha, sdarm, shas, that's misaki in the Indian, or gives the kalim for the Indian of the windpipe, which is the Indian of hearing a sound, of creating sound. And that's by, so by learning tarsh at night, a person is zaycha to be able to hear a nigan properly. Vizel, and that's the meaning of the pasuk, kumi roini balayla, right? It says in pasuk, get up and sing at night. Get up and sing at night. So what does that mean? Hainu. And Chazal interpret that to learn. The Gemara says, Kumi There's different interpretations. One interpretation of the Gemara is, Kumi means that a person should learn Torah at night. So Kumi says, in our context, he says, Hainu. To establish and to build up the ability to hear a nigan, Hainu halayla. That's through nighttime. In other words, the avoid of nighttime, which is Tarsh Hainu Gemara Shas. And so that's the idea. So by learning... Tarsh Valpeh at night, it's masaking the shishas darim, is masaking the six parts of the windpipe in the lungs, and that gives the ability to then properly hear a sound that's connected to the windpipe and lungs, and that's hearing a nigan. But this is also as Renachman, what, when you're learning Tarsh Valpeh at night, Lishma, when you're doing a Lishma. Ach, Kishaloy Mitchaloy Lishma. If a person's learning Shaloy Lishma, Hainu Bishilshi Iskoy Rabbi, for other uh, intentions. Right, to, be, to, be, to give in covet and so on. So halim and ainab is called kach. So then the learning is not so chashiv. It may not have the full effect of being masakin your kalim <coughs> to allow yourself to hear a nigan to develop your malchus. <coughs> so but says Renachman, but this is where learning at nighttime helps. But here's the thing. When you learn at night, the Gemara says in Brachas that when a person learns at night, this is a quote from the Gemara. The Gemara says that when a person learns Tyra at night, then there's a a, a a string, a ray of chesed that is given to a person. And that, that's, that's the Gemara says. When a person learns Tyra at night, you have know, uh, the next day. What does that chutzal chesed mean? What's the what, what is this all about? So we're not going to identify for us that this chutzal chesed is specifically there to protect you from falling into shloi lishma. When a person's learning Torah, there's always this sign. Am I going to do lishma? Am I going to do shloi lishma? So Rabbi Nachman says in Eitzetayva, if a person learns Torah at night, then you're automatically given a, a level of shmira called a chutzal chesed, a ray of chesed, and this ray of chesed protects you from falling into Shalai Lishma. And so by learning Torah at night, if a person is able to learn Torah Lishma on his own, then Gedaldik. But if not, then specifically by learning Torah at night, it brings a certain Siyat Tishmaya called a Chutzal Chesed that, that, that sort of uh, keeps you in the straight and narrow to, uh, to learn Torah Lishma. And once you learn Torah Lishma, then the Torah Shpilpeh that you're learning has a full effect. And the full effect is to develop the Kalim, to be able to hear a Nigan from Anish Kashav Hagan, to develop your Malchus. You follow this? That's, the, uh, that's, the, that's what he says. Okay. Um, fine. Okay, what, 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 are we, what, what, what in the world? So what, what is, what is, what is what, what's going on over here? So again, we have this idea that, that again, the, 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 the Nigan, Chazoin, Chazin, and so on, bring the light into your, into your system. But you need kalim for this. You need the kalim for your malchus. So the kalim is tarsh belpeh. Now here, here I guess we'll I guess we'll, we'll we'll try to begin to unpackage this in the following way. In this in this paragraph, it's a little bit unclear what tarsh belpeh is Rabbi Nachman talking about. So it sounds like he identified it pretty clearly, but he didn't really. Some place in the beginning, let's say the second line. I think we all have the same printing over here, or most of us. So the second line, he said, the person who learns tarsh belpeh. What's tarsh belpeh? Hanu gemara. 
That's Gemara. And later on, he also brings the Chazal, Machshakim Hashivani, Zetam Bavli. Okay. But then, the way that this hints to fixing one's lungs and so on was connected to what? To Shas, which is Shisha Starim. Talmud Bavli is not a Shisha Starim, it's Mishnayis. So, <coughs> is the Avoida Mishnayis or is the Avoida Talmud Bavli? So, obviously, obviously, they, they go together. The, the, the full picture over here that Rabbi Nachman is telling us is that the Tarsh Palped that a person learns at night to help this Sugya out is. is is, is Shas with Gemara. In other words, very often we, we sometimes make it two separately mudim, right? The person learns Mishnai, learns Mishnai. And then you have, uh, you know, yeah, you learn Gemara. But, uh, I mean, we all know that obviously Gemara is, is, is on Mishnai, so we all understand that. But in terms of the Lima Shabbai, the Lima Shabbai is that we usually think of it as two separate categories. You learn Mishnai, and then and then, and then this is separately called Gemara. In this context, evidently, that's the Chor, what's clear. That's the Chor, what's clear over here. Is Rabbi Nachman is identifying that for this Tikkun to happen, there ha- it has to be, they have to be attached to each other. You're learning Gemara, but you're learning Gemara with the consciousness that this is just a development and an unpackaging of Mishnais. So it's Shisha Storim, but it's specifically Talmud Bavli, Sheba Shisha Storim. Now again, we don't have... We don't have Talmud Bavli in every single one of the Mishnayis. We have there are sixty Mesechtas, Shisha Storm, ten ten Mesechtas in each state. Sixty Mesechtas. Uh, we have Talmud Bavli on thirty six of them, but uh, so there's enough to work with, obviously. But it's the limit of Tarsh Balpen at nighttime. This context means Mishnayis, and from there Gemara. So, so now let's begin to now that we have that a little bit of a, of a clarity. What type of Tarsh Balpen Nachman is talking about? So let's begin to unpackage it. What's unique to Mishnais? It starts with Mishnais. Everyone knows that the word Mishnah, right, is the same letters as what? As Nisham, right? That's why the base of is make the same Mishnais and so on for the art site. Like we like 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 we were saying until now, like we said last week, there's the Klalim of Tyra. There's Tyra as it exists, as Tyra on its own. There's Torah, the Rabbana Shalom, like sort of gave us Torah, and then as Neshamas, as people, we have to submit ourselves to the will of Torah. When Torah is outside of the Neshama, then there are certain principles that we all share, and that, that we all have to submit ourselves to. The Yehar Valyav, or the Gimel Veres Chambors, for example. But the whole <coughs> inning that we're talking about is what? Is, like I said, the inning of your Malchus is what? Is to identify Torah as, as Torah's experience and as Torah is given through the lens of your neshama. Remember from the Ishbitzer, right? That there's the Klalm of Torah, which we all share in common, and then there's your particular chilek that's connected to your Sharash Neshama. What's the difference? Like, what's, what's the difference between Torah when it's experienced just as a cloud that we all sort of have to universally approach the same way versus a Torah that each one of us identifies with differently? The difference is whether the Torah is Taurus Hanashama or whether Torah is, is something not Taurus Hanashama that you're just trying to, you know, sort of connect to and learn and approach and serve Hashem through. When Torah is, is, is not Taurus Hanashama, then, then none of us, then, 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 no, then no particular Hanashama can say, yeah, but this is my approach to it. I mean, this is your approach to it. Who are you? The Torah is the Torah, what does it do with you? The Torah is the Torah, and the Torah says, Yehar Val Yavar, the Gimel Veres Chamurs. 
uh, you identify and you connect with shatnas more than anything else. It's an afkamina. That's not your uh, the Torah. I'm not talking about Torah. It's not your Torah. It's Torah Hashem. But there, so where is this Indian coming from that there's such a concept that's called your malchus, which means that there's an Indian that, that there's a Torah delay, a Torah that's, 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 that's being given through your nisham. In other words, there's two, it, there's two ways that tar, there's, there's man Torah that happens on our scene. The Russians, okay, here's the Torah, regardless of your particular lens. This is the Torah. That's called the clone of Torah. That's, that's Hashem's malchus, that's not your malchus. But then there's another aspect of what? Of the Torah being given, your, your, a personal Maimon Harsinai that takes place through your Neshama. When the, when the Torah is given through your Neshama, then already something else. Then, the, then, it's, then, it's, then it's a Torah Shabbat Pratias. It's, it's an individualized Torah. The individualized Torah then says, Yohar Yavar, the Gimel verse Chumurs, that's for everybody. But for you, your Indian is Shabbos. And your Shabbos is Shabbos. And it's more than that. There is also Megala that this Indian of Torah being, being given and being revealed through the lens of your neshama, then it's not only that that particular mitzvah shines. It's like, okay, I have now 613, but like the one Indian that's shining by me is Shadness. The answer is, no, it's not like that. We know that every single mitzvah contains within it every other mitzvah. They're all intercluded with each, within each other. It means that if the tar, when the Torah was given to, let's say my in and shatnas, I don't know, whatever, let's say my in and so when the Torah is given to me through my neshama, it means that every single mitzvah that I'm given to, that I'm given, every single in the taryag, it, 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 there's, there's, it's the isr There's an aspect of the isr shatnas that exists in the mitzvah of Shabbos, in the mitzvah of, um, of learning Torah, you know, whatever, you know, all the mitzvahs. There's a there's a bechina of leisilba tzemra pishtam yachtav in that inyan, and so it's not only that that particular mitzvah or ish that's called shadnas is like my inyan, it's more than just that's my inyan. My entire maimed har sinai is through the lens of that iser shadnas. Now, what does that mean? Like, oh, what does shadnas have to do with shulach hakain? Okay, so zilgamar. That's pinyan satar. When a person learns, you see that how how one can find an aspect of of one of any mitzvah in every other mitzvah. But that's what it means when the Torah is being given, when it moves from just being a Torah outside of the neshama that we have to submit ourselves to, in which case it's not up to, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect the personality of the individual. It's just, it is what it is. And then everyone shares the same basic rules and there's no, and there's no, uh, there's no change. Or when Torah is given to us through the lens of your personal neshama, and then whatever the nature of your personal neshama is, and the particular inning of your neshama, that's the coloring that all of Torah and mitzvahs have. And so this is, this is the deeper oymik of what it means when, we, when the Rizal says that every neshama has its particular mitzvah. It's not just that that's its mitzvah, and you have to sacrifice your life for that inyan. That's true. But it means that even when you're doing other things, it's it's through the lens of that mitzvah. There's a, there's, it, it, it's, the, you, you, your connection to every mitzvah is because every single mitzvah has a piece of Again, I'm not giving that as an example. I'm not explaining how this, what that means exactly. But that's the idea. This inyan of Torah being given on a personal level and being Torah's Hanashama, that's Mishnah. That's Mishnah. That's Mishnah, Zaisius Mishnah, Zaisius Neshama. That's why the word Mishnah also is, uh, is connected to Mishnah Lamelech, right? 
So we're coming close to Purim, right? So Mordechai is established as the Mishnah Melch, the second to the king. Yosef is, uh, is the Mishnah Melch by, uh, by Pare. What's the meaning of being a Mishnah Melch? Mishnah is the same, same, language, same word as Mishnah, Neshama. The answer is, who's the Melch? Who's the Melch? That, uh, that's the Rabbah Nishlam, the Rabbah And so there is the Torah of the Melch. There's the command of the Melch. The command of the Melch is, everyone's the same. Nafkamina, this position, right? That's the Torah of Melch. But then there's something that's called the Mishnah Melch. And what's amazing is the Mishnah Melch has power. The Mishnah Melch also has a Taira, you know. Yosef Tzadik, Paris says to Yosef, listen, the throne is higher than you, so there's such a thing as the, as the king and the Torah of the king. But other than that, you have your own Taira. You have your own Taira. Whatever, whatever you say goes. Whatever you say goes. Mordechai, the same thing. Whatever, you know, the, the ring is taken off, given to Mordechai. Obviously, the king is still in charge. There's still a king. But outside of the king, you're in charge. That means... What does it mean to be in charge? It means Torah. That's the rules, right? Torah is the rules. So that means the Mishnah Lamelech means there's a Torah of the Mishnah Lamelech. There's a Torah of the Melech and there's a Torah of the Mishnah Lamelech. The Torah of the Melech is a Torah that everyone has to share and there's no, there's no, there's no uh, exceptions. Yarval Yavr is a Gumbaris Chambors. That's it. But then there's a Torah of the Mishnah Lamelech. The Torah of the Mishnah Lamelech is Torah delay, your particular lens. Torah given to you through the lens of your Neshama. That's called Mishnah. That's called Mishnah. When a person, so therefore by learning Mishnayas, one develops the kalim to, to, to identify your particular chelik of Torah, your particular maimed har sinai. You don't necessarily have the vision yet. Again, the vision and the clarity comes from the nigan. But the kalim, to hear the nigan and for it to resonate and to identify, oh, that's my, the nevu of kayam Hashem, this is your avayda, the kalim for that develops with Mishnah. But this is all the Mishnayas. So the Mishnayas is what, is what, is what, what that's, the, that's the kalim to discover your, your lens of Torah, your chilek of Torah, to be the Mishnah Lamelech. That's why, you know, the first, the first story in Rabbi Nachman, Maisius, the lost princess. So the mice over there is, right? The, the princess was lost. Actually, it says over there in the story that, uh, you know, the king had six sons and one daughter, and he loved the daughter very much. This time she had the daughter got lost, was captured. And so it's amazing that in the story, that's just the matzah. The daughter is captured and that's it. Then the story goes that the Mishnah Melech, right? The Mishnah Melech, the second to the king, sees the Agmas Nefesh, sees how, how, how upset the king is over the loss of his daughter, how she was captured. So he takes it upon himself to find the lost princess. That's the whole nice over there. What's the lost princess? Who's the princess? The Bas Melech. The six sons... The six sons and, uh, and the daughter. The six sons means Shisha Sidri Mishnah. Shisha Sidri Mishnah means the Torah of the Neshama. But, but even Mishnah, but that's all, that's all Kalim, the Arshabai. To, un- to understand, what, so to, to really be able to have the Ruch HaKadosh and to know, so to speak, like what's my, what's my Indian? That's the daughter of the king. And the Mishnah Lamelech is the one, the Mishnah, Mishnah is, Mishnah Lamelech is the one that, that looks for the daughter. And that's why the word, uh, the word uh, Mishnah comes from the word Shani, obviously, right? Shani means the second one. Shani is also Rosh Tevis, Shorish Nishmas Yisrael. Shorish Nishmas, the root of Nishmas Yisrael. That's the Mishnah Melech, the one, the second to the king, the one that's able to, to rescue the princess, to give, to give the Jewish person the clarity of vision, of knowing what your Indian is in this world. That's uh, the Shani, that's Shosh Nishmas Yisrael, that's the Mishnah Melech. So this is all again, this is, so by learning Mishnayis, by learning Mishnayis, the Shisha Starim, one picks up on this ability to be able to, one, one has the Kalim,
to then discover your particular mitzvah, your particular Ma'amun Arsina. But then more than that, like I said last time, beyond knowing your particular mitzvah this, and knowing what your Yahar Valyavar is, you know, and, and by the way, and more than that, and also knowing your approach towards every other mitzvah. Because again, like I said, if you know what your mitzvah is, it means every mitzvah is colored by that. So it means that every mitzvah that you do has to be in that, in that way. Maybe at some point we'll give some examples of this, but that's, that's the idea. But then beyond that, there's also knowing, okay, but Lamaisa, what does Rabbanu want of me at 3.45 on a Tuesday? So obviously what Rabbanu wants of you at 3.45 on a Tuesday can't be separated from Tarek Mitzvahs. It's all, I've mentioned this a number of times, like there's no such thing as connecting to Rabbanu Shalom outside of Tarek Mitzvahs. Avodah Hashem has to be within Tarek Mitzvahs. So, Within Tariq Mitzvahs, what we're discovering is that there are three stages. You know, there's three levels to it. There's the Tar of the King, which is not, it's not negated to me personally what my, what my, that's, that's, we're all the same in. That's the Klom of Tariq, Yarvel Yavr is just three Averis finished. That's called Tarshav Sav. That's Tarshav Sav, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, that's Tarshav Sav. That's not changing. That's not changing. But then there's something that's called Mishnah. What does Mishnah mean? Mishnah means, a Maimon Har Sinai in my Neshama. That there's a Maimon Har Sinai that we're not just all standing in front of this mountain. There's a Maimon Har Sinai for me personally. And there's a Torah that's given to my Neshama through the perspective of my Neshama. And that Torah is going to be, there's going to be one mitzvah in that, in that experience that's going to be the Iker, and everything else is, uh, is uh, built off of that one particular mitzvah. And that mitzvah is Yarval Yavr, like we've been talking about. But then beyond that, then you, that's, so now we have, from Mishnayis, then we have what? We have a Torah that's Bepratius, that's detailed. A Torah of Ruven, a Torah of Shimon, a Torah of Levi, v'chulu v'chulu. But then beyond that, going into Prate Pratim. Prate Pratim then is what? Okay, within my Torah. Now I identify my in, my in in the Shadness. And every single mitzvah that I do has to be with that Indian that's Shaykh to me. But how, how do I, but then I have to take my Harsinai and fit it into 3.45 on a Tuesday, like, right now, what is, what is what, what's the mitzvah in front of me right now? In what way, like, what's my avayda in this particular moment? All of avayda has to be rooted in tarik mitzvahs, but like, what's the Indian right now? That's called Talmud Bavli. So what does Talmud Bavli do? Talmud Bavli takes a Mishnah and chews it apart, right? Imam just chews it up and comes up with even new things that you wouldn't even, uh, you know, if you go through a Sugius, you have a Mishnah, if you just pulled out some of the just bottom line rules of the Gemara, you wouldn't necessarily know how that bottom line rule flows from the Mishnah. What you need is the whole Shakavataria back and forth, the Kasha, the Teretz, you know what I mean? And, and, like you could have a Mishnah, and the Mishnah says something pretty, pretty clear, and then all of a sudden, like the Gemara at the end, if you skip all the middle, you know what I mean? The Gemara at the end will, will come out with a Psaq that's altogether different from the Mishnah. So how does that work? The, the answer is because in the middle, there was a Brysa... That was a steer to the Mishnah. And the Gemara gave a bunch of suggestions. And finally, it settled on Chesur Mechsur Vachikitani. There's all sorts of stuff that'll come in the middle. You know, you know, so so what, what, what Gemara does is that it takes. Mishnayas already starts with Pratim. It's already moving from Tairaf, Tairaf which is just a mountaintop that we're all just standing by. Mishnayas already means a Torah that's your personal Nisham, it's your personal Indian. But, but then Tamar Bavli comes and takes that. And makes it the prati pratius, the prati pratius. That's what Mishnayis. That's what um, 
That's what uh, Talmud Bavli does. That's why Talmud Bavli, that's, it, it, historically, it's an interesting thing. There are some, okay, this is a, uh, I guess, I don't say controversial, but it's, it's the Chur Pasha, that there, there, there was a very big difference between how Mishnayis were established and versus Talmud Bavli. Mishnayis, there was a Maimed. There was a, the Gemara set references in a few places called Minyana de Rebbe. There was an actual moment in time by Rabbeinu HaKadosh where Rabbeinu HaKadosh gathered together all the Chacham of the generation. There was an actual Bezdin, an actual conference that was made, and they officially decided Mishnayis. And, you know, and, and what's amazing is, by the way, people don't realize this, and it's good to know, and it, and it, and it helps appreciate what Mishnayis are, is that the, the, Mishnayis was not Rebbe, Rebbe's idea. Mishnayis go back, way, way back. There's even a, a tradition at the Parak of Ezel Mekayman that we say before davening, it's the only Parak in Shas, it's the only parak in Shas that there's no machlekes on. So one of the one of the traditions that the Rishonim bring down is that this is a parak of Mishnais that goes back to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. It was, it's not Tarsh B'Chav. but once Tarsh B'Chav was given, so then Moshe Rabbeinu sometimes takes off his you know Navi hat and puts on a Talmud Chacham hat. And the nature and the, the Mahalach always was in Tarsh B'Chav to organize it in the, in terms of Mishnais. So the way it was, just it's a good thing just to know that all the Chachamim in Tarash Baal Peh, they had their Siddharm of Mishnais. Hill had his Siddharm Mishnais, Shammai had his Siddharm Mishnais. This is the way that they taught their Talmidim in this particular Nusach. What Rabbeinu HaKadosh did is that he saw that there's thousands of Siddharm. Every base Medrash has his own Nusach of Mishnais. So what Rabbeinu HaKadosh did is that he figured what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to have, take one system of Mishnais and use that as the, as the platform, and incorporate key points and key elements of other Siddharim from other Bate Medrash in this particular base Medrash. Every Seder of Mishnayis that was pre-Rebbein Kaddish never had Machlaikis in it. Hill is only saying his, ta- you know, he's not bringing down other Shittas. Shammai's not bringing down other Shittas. Rabbi Gamliel, they're not bringing down other Shittas. It's just their, their, their tires. The whole lineage of Mishnayis having Machlaikis is because what Rebbein Kaddish did is that he took a Mishnayis from one, Tana, and incorporated elements of other Mishnais into that. Who's the Tana that he used as the platform to incorporate other things into? The Mishnais of Rameir. That's why Stam Mishnah is who? It's Rameir. Because that's the, that's, the, that's the Mishnais that he was using as a platform. And in those Mishnais of Rameir, he incorporates some of uh, Rabbi Shua and Beis Hill and Beis Shama and so on. That's why we have uh, Rabbi Shua Oimer, Rabbi Lazar Oimer, and then there's Stam Mishnah, right? Stam Mishnah is not because he liked Rameir more, because the Kipshuta, he liked the Signa of Rameir and so on, but that's the Mishnais that he, uh, that he, uh, that he used. On a deeper level, the reason why Rameir, I mean, Rameir, the name Mayer, um, it's ironic because the Gemara says we don't pass him like Rameir because he was... The, the, this idea of Mishnayis being shaykh to Sharshah Hanashamas. That, that's the idea over here, that it's, it, Mishnayis means the Torah of Nishamas. There's, there's, there, and there's different Shrashim. There's the Sharsh of Hill and Shammai and Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shu and Rabbi Tarfin and so on. And these are all different Sharsh and Nishamas. What, what, what Rabbi Kaddish did is that he took, he took one and incorporated all these different star and all these different uh, Sharsh and Nishamas into this one place. Rameir in particular, Rameir Adra, Rameir is, is uh, to a certain degree, is the Nishama Klolis. That's right. Mayor, Mayor is not just light, Mayor is the source of light, the Ma'ar. The source from which light comes. Uh, so Rameir's Mishnais were, were unique in such a way. But, but the, the Mishnais of, 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 of Rebbe, there was a particular Maimid that this took place, Minyana de Rebbe. He gathered all the Chachamim together to make this decision. And that's when Mishnais were sealed, and that's it. 
what's interesting with Tama Bavli is that Tama Bavli was not like that. Even though there are some Acharnim that suggest that there was like Maimed, that Ravina and Ravashi gathered all the Chacham together, the Pashtas is not like that. It's, uh, it's come out impossible that that actually happened. What's most likely is not like that. The Tama Bavli was an ongoing process. It was an ongoing thing. And, there, and it's hard to identify the particular end of Tama Bavli. It ended. We're no longer able to include things in Tama Bavli. But when exactly it ended, it's unclear. That's why we have this phenomenon of like Ga'inim, like certain passages in the Gemara that we attribute all this from the Ga'inim. Like the first few blot of Kedushin, it's famous. The first few blot of Kedushin is this from uh, Rav Yudoy Ga'in. Uh, I think it's Rav Yudoy Ga'in, right? The, one of the Ga'inim. What's a, it's a few blot in Shas. Who's the Ga'inim? Okay, it's an Arichis Tavarim. But there, 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 there's such an Indian that Talmud Bavli was just a snowball, an ongoing Indian. In Pneumius, that's connected to what we're talking about because Mishnayis is a Maimed Har Sinai for each Nesham. Okay, and there's Shishim Reba, there's, there's, there's 600,000 Neshamas, and there's certain Shroshim, and those are the Shroshim, the Rabbeinu HaKadosh gathered together, these are the Shroshim of Nishmas Yisrael, going forward in Golis, there's a Sherish of Hill, and Shammai, and Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Tarifin, and Rabbi Kivan, the Chulu V'chulu, and the platform of it all is Rabbi Meir. Okay, fine, that's the Tzura of Taras HaNeshama. But beyond Tars and Hashama, now let me take the Tars and Hashama, my Maimon Har Sinai, what, but what about Tuesday 345 in Tosh and Dalit? And by the way, and that can't be, there can't be a Maimid to, okay, so, okay, that's it. Because then there's the next day, uh, Wednesday at, three, at, at 342. Uh, it, it's by its very definition on, uh, ongoing. It's Pratis and Prati Pratim and Prati Pratim Pratim. And it keeps on, keeps on developing like that. And so this is, um, this is where Talmud Bavli, but the nature of Talmud Bavli is, is that it's, that it's unend, it's, it's, it, it, it never, it, there was never a formal ending to Talmud Bavli, even though Lamaisa we can't add anymore to Talmud Bavli, but Lamaisa there was no formal ending to it, there was no formal moment where like, okay, now Talmud Bavli, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. This is the nature of, uh, of, of Mishnayis and Tarash Baal Peh, that's what Rebbe Nachos told me about. So Mishnayis and Gemara, building off of Mishnayis, is building the Kalim for this Inyan, of, um, of uh, oh, it's later already. So this Indian of what building the Kalim to be able to then hear a niggin to bring clarity into this Indian. One last thing that I'll mention, and then I guess we'll, we'll stop with this, is that this Indian of, of Tamabavli, because Tamabavli is dealing with prate, prate, pratim, right? So we know that therefore it's connected to hearing and the lack of vision, right? Tashma, Tashma, right? To come in here. What's ironic is, is that who's the first Baal HaMemra of all of Shas? Who's the first name quoted in, in Mishnahis? So the first Mishnah in Brachas, right? Memes HaKarnit Shema Ba'arvis, Mishosh HaKarnit Chnosan Lecha B'Tshumasan, Atsoyf HaShemur Rishayna, Devrei Reb Eliezer. Devrei Eliezer. That's the first Baal HaMemra in all of Shas. It's Bashgach HaPratis. The Rizal writes in Shara Gugulim that Reb Eliezer was a Gilgal of Ruven. Ruven. This is from Mishvatim. He's a Nitzitz of Ruven. Now, that's a, it's not a coincidence. It means Ruven, what does Ruven mean? What's the Shersh of to see? So you don't, so Lezer, his name is not Ruven. So it's not, but deep down it's Ruven. Deep down it's Ruven. It means the secret of Mishnayis and the beginning of Tarsh Peh is what? Is that you're getting involved in Inyanim that are Pratim. And Pratim means the Pratim of your personal Neshama, and more than that, the Prate Pratim of your daily, of daily life and the ongoing avenues that life takes you. The Pratim of your Neshama, what's your Maimon Arsina? That's Mishnah. The Prati Pratim of your life, Tuesday at 345, 
That's Talmud Bavli. And the nature of Pratim, like we said before, is not to have clarity of vision. Clarity of vision usually is associated with what? With the general Klolem. I know 100%. Yorav Yavr is the Gemavir's Chamburs. What's my Mamad Arsina? I can have, I could suggest, I could have theories, but I can't have the vision. That's Toshima. But the truth is, like, like that's what Nachman is saying, but then if you learn Talmud Bavli, Mishnais and Tarsh Balpeh and so on, We'll talk about it at night. We didn't have a chance to talk about it yet. Then you, then, then you hear Nigin. Then what happens? Then the Nigin infuses vision. Chazoin. Chazin. It infuses vision in that which until now was only Toshima. And what Nesgala is, is that Torish Palpeh has the ability to be seen. That Rebbe Lezer, who's the first Memra in all of Shaz, we unpackage him. There's a Kayach of Re'iyah in that Inyan. And that's, uh, that's what ultimately... Tarsh Balpeh can become, uh, can, uh, can bring to us. Okay, Hashem should help us, we should have clarity and know ourselves, know what our avoid is at all times, and serve Hashem in such a way.